to the Lost at Home podcast. Here are your hosts, Scott Bear and Jeremiah Johnson. Welcome to the show. My name is Scott. I'm Jeremiah. And we're back for episode 133. Is that anything? Uh, you know, I forgot to check if this was also a... And when we say anything, yeah, we're curious about prime numbers. Yeah, because well, so. we uh, 131 was actually a um, uh, a prime, that, but we missed announcing that one, I believe, because it was one of our interview episodes. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't remember seeing that in any of our show notes. No, but uh, 133 is not a prime. It is a product of two prime numbers, 7 and 19, also called a semi prime whoa a semi. So, i feel like there's probably something cool to say about every number that we started episode with <laughs> i i like numbers so i could probably whip something up a fact about yeah. each episode number <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's fun but numbers are fun anyway and they're pretty quick little things to to pop out there but you know uh another speaking of quick thing to pop out there that we should just go ahead and chat right off the bat about is uh our sponsor sure the band box if you go to the lost and podcast.com our website you'll see a banner for the band box about mid-page if you click on it you go to their site and you get to purchase the best subscription box on the market it's not a uh, repurposed toys that they couldn't sell at the local kmart it's Hollywood replicas, it's autographed items, it's original items, it's things you could never just go and buy on your own with physical money in person. These are yeah. exclusives, and we love it. We've gotten a few from them ourselves. Uh, we're excited this month's is Strange, which uh, deals with Stranger Things, Doctor Strange. Uh, looks like the theme is also like weird stuff like Beetlejuice, maybe. Yeah, just strange things, right? Yep. It's weird. It's, it's a little bit uh, broad, which is nice because a lot of cool things can pop in there. Yep. If you use our offer code LAH10 at checkout, you get 10% off and you can save a little bit of money while getting some really cool stuff that you can put up on your wall or on your shelf at home. Uh, brag to your friends about, you know, whatnot. Put, put it in your butt. Put it in your butt. Yep. Now... Uh, we also have one other little bit of news. Uh, we're now airing uh, on a radio station. This is internet radio, though. If you uh, are a subscriber to the TuneIn app, um, it's a digital radio app that has digital radio stations. Uh, on the podcast radio network, uh, Lost Known Podcast now plays at 11 p.m. every Friday night. Uh, there's a couple other good shows surrounding it whose titles are eluding me currently, but maybe next week we'll give you a little more information. Maybe you can plan your night around it. Yeah. Or, you know, just listen the way you are right now because yeah, I guess you've been you're... listening and <laughs> probably don't even need that service. But yeah, t- tell yeah. a friend. We're, we're on the radio. Yeah, I think the, the whole cool thing about uh, that app specifically is it kind of it, it's kind of the benefit of, well, it's kind of like the original internet radio as it was intended uh, where you get to tune into just like any radio where you don't necessarily have control over everything. And sometimes it's nice to not have control over everything you listen to because you just get to like Un- stumble across new things kind of like with Spotify playlists and whatnot so yep. you can do that and hopefully some people maybe out there listening right now have already uh, stumbled across us on the app and uh, if so hello and uh, if not uh, good- goodbye alright now if this is your first time listening to the show uh, what we do here is we interview people and on the weeks we don't we talk about weird news, and by weird we mean obscure, something that maybe you had never heard of. Uh, you can listen to a hundred other podcasts that are going to give you the headlines, talk politics, uh, discuss global warming. Uh, we're not going to do that, ever. Put it in your butt. Yeah, it'll be more butt stuff. And yeah. uh, like, for instance, our first story this week is about Vermont. Um, Bacon Fest, to be specific, in Brattleboro, Vermont. Yes. 
Now, Baconfest is like a small town. Well, Brattleboro is actually a pretty good sized town for Vermont. For, for Vermont, but it in, it's still a town. I yeah, mean, it's, it's still not, a town. It's not like a. It's not like Burlington or, or Vegas or. Uh, Correct. Know, it's, pro- it's probably closer, I guess, to like a Montpelier, which is where we're at. So. They're uh, they're having their yearly Bacon Festival, and they came up with this neat little idea to try to entice Kevin Bacon, hence Bacon oh. Bacon Fest. To, uh, to come and be part of the festival this year. And they even went so far as to get a full-size, uh, like, standee of him, like a picture cut out. Yeah, they call Flat Bacon. Yeah, Flat Bacon. And they've had everyone in town take pictures with it and put it all over social media, Twitter, Facebook, with the hashtags trying to entice Kevin Bacon. Even uh, Senator Patrick Leahy, who we saw at Vermont Comic-Con. Yep, he, he, he's uh, a big comic guy and uh, yeah, he's a big Batman dork. and stuff like that. Yeah. And I love that he's such a dork. He even took a picture with Flat Bacon with his wife yep. and uh, put it on the internet. And, well, as of Monday of this week, uh, Kevin Bacon actually did acknowledge that this was happening and sent a video letter stating that he regretfully cannot come to Vermont for yeah, Bacon Fest. Yeah, he's, he's um, filming. He's, he's in, in Vancouver. Vancouver. Yeah, which is a little, little ways away. Well, I thought it was interesting because when they said they wanted Kevin Bacon, I was like, you know, they could get him. He yeah. has family in Vermont. I've seen him eating out in Montpelier before. He's, uh, he's no stranger to our state. He definitely would come here if given the opportunity. I thought somebody, I thought there was a point where he was around. I thought there was somebody stumbled into, I don't know, we get random uh, big celebrities popping through, especially in like the little towns like Montpelier. I could see Brattleboro being a, a beautiful spot that it is. Like they just, they go on little vacations. They're like, nobody will recognize me. Of course, oh, yeah. people do, but it's a, it's such a small group of people. But like, people probably get more excited around here when they do see one. But I think we also tend to know why people do so we respect their privacy a bit it takes like a little bit to maybe i don't know go up and ask for louis ck's autograph and then not call your friend <laughs> i only did that once <laughs> thank god you only did that <laughs> dude if you did that twice we would not be having this podcast if the second time louis ck came in and you're like uh well let's see do i know anybody else scratch 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 who likes louis ck no guess not guess i'll post this on instagram now <laughs> Uh, uh, well, there was nothing yeah. to post on Instagram. Uh, the one thing from eating Louis C.K. that I learned is he does not let anyone uh, take his photo or yeah. take a photo with him. He yeah, is, he's uh, very private in that regard. Very, he will very sign against something. that. He will sign something. Oh, oh what, 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 you, what you got there? That was my ringer. I need oh, to turn okay. my phone yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sound effects. I mean, yeah, that's what you mean. Yeah. My apologies. Um, I'm not used to recording oh, well, at this here, time well, of day. Uh, while you're uh, while you're uh, taking care of that business, let me give you a couple of biz little taken tid- care of little tidbits. Done uh, biz. Brattleboro, Vermont. Has is a, a uh, town. Has a, uh, a population of 12,046 people. That's a number. One, 12046 is also the zip code of Coyman's Hollow in New York. Huh. Which what? Uh, Kevin Bacon uh, looked at once on a map. I was going to say, what's the, cor- <laughs> what's the connection? Nothing. I just didn't have enough time to start connecting dots. As I got those two dots. <laughs> And then that's it. So I've essentially, I created a line, but that was it. No, no real clear picture. But I started digging down a, a little rabbit hole and realized I was uh, uh, I, I didn't have anything else to go on. So that's it. And uh, Montpelier has about seventy seven hundred people, so we're they are a little bit bigger than than we are. So. Fair enough. Um, and there actually isn't a whole lot more to that story. It would have been more interesting if Kevin Bacon actually agreed and came here. Yeah, no. Or, or, it, or, or if he like just shot us down in like a really nasty way. Just be like, fuck all y'all. I hate Vermont or something like that. Because that seems pretty Kevin Bacon-ish. And, well, the, the people, the town council or the town uh, manager, whatever they, they're called, um, pretty much when they were trying to put this on, they said they expected a, a pretty much 0% chance that it was going to happen. But it was fun and it picked up a little social media steam and enough where he actually paid attention and at the end of the day you got a little uh little recognition from mr bacon himself and who knows maybe next time around bacon fest maybe next we'll, year we'll get a kevin in there 
Now, oh, they actually end it by playing Footloose. Did you mention that? No, no, they they end the the festival by playing uh, Footloose. Oh Kevin wow! Bacon, yeah. Okay, that's awesome. I didn't even know that. So I there, guess there, I didn't read the end of the story. Apparently, they had already chosen some connection with Kevin Bacon. So. Well, um, speaking of social media and their grand efforts to try to bring a celebrity to Vermont to make their little bacon fest a little more popular and worldly known, um, social media is a great way sometimes when you're traveling, like to Vancouver for you know a shoot, right, to yeah. look into hotels and other amenities, like say on TripAdvisor. Yeah, like TripAdvisor. I mean, it's sort of like a Yelp and those kinds of things. A TripAdvisor is a, a great way. Yeah, yep. And because of TripAdvisor, you can read reviews of hotels in North Korea. Yes, or as uh, nobody else really uh, refers to it as, because it sounds like a lie, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea. Oh, that's what those initials meant. Which is officially what that is. uh, I I had no clue. The the word democratic is in uh, referring to North Korea. It doesn't exactly sound fair. Well, no, in some of these uh, reviews, people kept mentioning uh, DPRK, and I was like, what the fuck is that like yeah. I, I really didn't click with me that it was the name of the country that is it yeah someone said uh all part of the dprk experience and yeah. i'm like is that like sexual <laughs> am i just yeah. am i out of it i don't know these new terms double penetration <laughs> rectal Ra- cavity with a k double penetration ramen korea <laughs> Korea's got to still be Korea, in there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, all part of the double penetration ramen Korea experience. <laughs> I can't believe how terrible this hotel was. Yeah, so um, basically the reviews are about as good as you'd expect them to be. Every single one is terrible. Everyone. I think the best I saw was two stars out yeah. of five. And these aren't like, oh, you told me about this before I actually had a chance to read the story. And I thought you were talking about like those little spoof reviews that people give things like on Amazon. Where right. All of a sudden, one person will give like a legit one and then everybody else will catch on. They'll be like, oh my God, my yep. asshole's flat. Blah blah blah, and they're clearly like spoofs. Nobody's actually. We did that last week with those gummy bears, and those are obviously people catching on to one and just running with it. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know there's probably a couple people that really had that experience, and the rest were like, "This is just it writes itself." That's what I thought you meant. These are absolutely troll free. These are really human beings who actually got the luxury of spending some time in uh, North Korea. Which uh, is a rarity. Not everyone gets to go there and yeah. it's actually quite difficult to. They you have to go through China to get yeah, there. Yeah, and they said they've got uh, in, but they're but at the same time they're trying to bolster uh, uh, tourism and stuff. Oh yeah, they want, they want foreign currency. Um, since it's more valuable than theirs. Yeah, and it's, it's not exactly easy for them to get their hands on it with the number of sanctions against them. And so don't vacation in North Korea. You're literally just helping an evil regime gain monetary influence. Or Dennis Rodman. Either way, <laughs> either way, it's some evil piece of shit, gross human being. So. Now, these reviews really do sell these places. This one uh, was actually accompanied with a picture of the person's breakfast. This lunch? I don't really know what I'm looking at. It looks like it garlic looks like bread. It might be a, looks like it might be a breakfast. Like Is it a, garlic bread? Garlic I, bread with tea and maybe like a piece of burned salmon? Oh, okay. See, I, what, what I looked at, I think I'm looking at the same one as you. I saw like um, like flat like eggs almost out of a carton. Oh, those could be like, yeah, like, like, the, eggs. like shaped eggs. And I don't know, like is that a croissant or something at the very top? I thought that's what I thought was burned salmon. <laughs> Clearly, if that, if, that, if that tells anybody out there, as listeners, I know it's hard like when we're explaining something visual to really get it. But, but if we just we're we looking just at know, the same picture, looking, we don't they, know what it is. And those are the two things that came out of our mouths. And that probably Garlic hopes, bread or eggs. Yeah. What was yours? A croissant, uh, croissant or salmon? Or salmon, burnt salmon, yep. And I like that you get uh, a spoon and chopsticks. And to it looks eat like your there's meal. a that's true. Yeah, yeah. That's that's uh, a got, spoon and chopsticks. There's like a little sprig of something, like a clover they found outside. It looks like, or it just Parsley? came in. I think it's like a garnish, right? And yeah, pieces. Yeah, or it's 
something growing out of the other thing that could be either salmon or croissant. That's very true. Farm raised. Yeah. Um, so with that one, it says, and this is part of the review, um, there's no service, padlocks in the fire escapes, no showers, no water or electricity most days. But who cares? You'll be out in a week if you behave yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like, they basically are saying it's prison. Yeah. Well, then actually, one of the reviews also said Western prisons have more luxury. That is um, true. Yeah, it's this one. Uh, dirty, cold, hideous. Western prisons are more welcoming. So awful. And so much brainwashing. I really hated this hotel. No wonder so many Koreans want to finally get rid of the Kims and all their stealing and repression. Well... Um, I don't get what he means by brainwashing. I'm guessing pictures of Kim Jong-un on the wall. Well, I I read one where there was one where somebody said they, and I'm guessing there are different tiers of rooms so you can get a really fancy like penthouse suite for the fancy rich people. But there's one person who said, you know, they pretty much only had like a a wooden radio box from the 70s for their entertainment or whatever. There was one person who said they had a nice flat screen TV in their room but it gets one channel and it's the North Korean propaganda channel it's not called that but it's I would still watch that it's, like... just, it's just like meadows and like a, a, a attractive female talking about how great the, the Kims are uh, I was kind of hoping it would be like Teletubbies and you, know, you remember the remember the son that was like a baby's face yeah if it was Kim Jong-un's face and instead of Teletubbies, it's just, like, four really bumbling, like, Americans. Oh, man. And all I, day he's just looking at him and giving him shit and spouting propaganda as the sun. If anybody out there knows uh, any bits of the uh, of, of the Korean language, at least enough to make it sound authentic, I would like to see people overdub just actual the, Teletubbies videos with, with Korean, Korean propaganda. Korean propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. You can probably just line it up. I think so. Yeah. Like taking your own from the internet. Because I'm sure there's people who've already recorded this, saved this. The internet has everything. Yeah. Uh, it's it's uh, the world's archives, whether you like it or not. Whether you want something archived or not, it's going to be there. Let's see. Um, before we leave the reviews, I do want to read a couple more. Yeah. Uh, we have, this hotel is shocking. My room is so bad, you would think I was making it up. I promise the room's electricals were very bad. I flushed the toilet and my feet got a wash. The beds are so hard, I think the floor was more comfortable. I am trying to think of something positive to say about, and then he puts the name of the hotel, or she. Yeah. Uh, we don't really need to buzz market that, that yeah. hotel. <laughs> yeah, because people people are probably out there going, what is it? Which one is it? Oh, I heard from, yeah, uh, use uh, offer code LAH10 when booking a room at blank <laughs> to, to get 10% off your uh, luxury, what people were calling a Soviet-like. Yeah, I see uh, that at every, and a lot of them. Soviet-style yeah. hotel is Which I'm guessing a lot of the people must have, a lot of these people I, I'm guessing are people like, uh, not necessarily journalists, but people who are uh, such that they would have a reason to travel into North Korea for various reasons, whether it's business or whatnot or uh, uh, diplomatic reasons. So they've probably been all over the place. Seems like a lot of these people have had Soviet experiences, had Soviet experiences at one point to actually compare this to. So, but a lot of people also know in their mind, they can imagine what the Soviet-like experience would be. Not everybody's sure. necessarily going to be able to be like, oh yeah, okay, now I know. Think but. of any movie where like a spy gets captured and tortured. And whatever hallway the camera pans down and then whatever room it goes into where they're tied to the chair. Yes, yeah. Picture you're walking to your hotel room down that hallway and the room where someone was tied to the chair is your room. Yeah, yeah. And there could still be somebody tied to the chair. There very well could be. Oh, sorry, we forgot to clean up. We'll get the maid in here and just sweeps the guy stuck to a chair with a battery uh, strapped to his uh, nipples. What what do they go? Car battery, there we go. Yeah. Latched to the nipples. I think that's how they tortured people. That's what I'm going to say. I saw that movie once. 
Now, if anyone wants to go find more of these, you can go on TripAdvisor and literally look up, you know, different North Korean hotel names and read through the reviews. And if you feel like it, you could even leave your own reviews. Uh, we'd be happy to see a screen grab of any of those. Uh, maybe throw them up on Twitter. Uh, you can send them at the Lost at Home on Twitter if you would like to. Uh, anything that we think is funny enough, we'll read on air and we'll shout you out. Yeah, and people are sort of speculating uh, that possibly. Um, uh, that this could this could actually lead to the death of the person who uh, is running this hotel because you know the the Kims have been known. You mean to, if we were to prank if we instigate I, no, I a think, prank against I, the hotels honestly, on TripAdvisor? I mean that could lead to to more of it. But dying. I think I think the uh, the nail's already in the coffin if that's going to happen because when he's trying to the when he's trying to actually bolster uh, tourism and then one of these gets goes viral and gets, you know, well-known for being a, a shithouse. Uh, and it's only one of, uh, you know, a number of these uh, hotels that... So you're trying, what yeah. you're saying is that we could be responsible for We could be for responsible murder. for the death uh, of somebody. <laughs> but, you know, they were going to they were gonna get murdered anyway. So I think that makes it okay. All right. So um, have at it, folks. Now, you brought the next story to the table. And this actually connects back to when we first started doing the podcast. I would say within our first six months, right? Yeah, I was actually trying to find what the uh, exact... Um, date of we had we had actually our very first mini pod um out there mini uh, mini podcast was the ideal though it was a fake ad for the well it was for the uh, ideal though yeah, <laughs> apple unveils an ideal though yeah we even made a youtube video of it that's yeah. uh, on our youtube channel which we have one of that you could subscribe to just look for lost stone podcast in uh, youtube but uh yeah the ideal though is actually a real device now. Yeah, like technology well, has caught up to our silly to sense our of humor. our amazing idea that we thought was ridiculous, but at least I remember when we were writing it, I was like, at some point, being like, this is actually a pretty, like, kind of cool idea. Like, the social media meets, you know, your your sex habits and stuff like that. But apparently there really is, I don't know how long it's been around, but there really is a quote-unquote smart dildo company. It's called WeVibe. And uh, this is apparently getting some... Uh, Slack and I, I should actually note too that this is a late breaking story that I added, so I have not snoped any of this. I'm looking at a website that is apparently reputable based on the other stuff I've seen, but I uh, just want to note that in case something comes out later. This was literally today, um, but uh, but it, but it sounds pretty legit anyway because apparently a woman is suing this dildo manufacturer, WeVibe, uh, because of their smart sex toys, um, and specifically. There's an app that goes along with this, and I think we had actually looked at something that about an app like this, but uh, or maybe I'm just thinking about ideal though. I'm reading about the app right now, and it's kind of amazing. There's unlock app only bonus vibration modes, such yeah. as cha 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 and the crest. Yeah, and it's funny. Right, when I started reading that, is when I was when I was actually curious about whether or not this is a real story. But it, again, because it's so new, it's it's not like snopsable, and it's also on something that actually has real. Uh, real stories on it, so um, we, don't, we won't, we won't buzz right market now. the website though yeah. because I don't actually personally like it. Yeah, um, they, they, they're one of the uh, the websites that loves to uh, fan the flames of the Bernie Bro thing. Oh, oh yeah, well that's fine, whatever. I mean, we should, I, I just get annoyed by journalism when it takes sides like that. It's, I am like Fox News. A hundred percent of journalism sites do, but now, uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'd say I, I would give maybe shit. I can't really name one. I think the most the best ones out there, The Economist, because it's British. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to say New York Times, but honestly, their anti-Trump sentiment, as much as I think it's justified, is getting a little bit too much like they're becoming more MSNBC specific to Trump. The rest of New York Times is actually still pretty solid. Yeah, you don't really 
I don't know. You don't win me over by being super unbalanced in anyone's direction. No, no. And that's why, like, even though I hate Trump and I agree, and I'm actually kind of glad they're taking this stance to hopefully make sure he doesn't get elected. You know, I also see, like, that's not exactly New York Times journalism. But anyway. Yeah. um, Back to Idildo. Yeah. And uh, for for Idildo... Um, Back to a different kind of getting fucked. Yeah, this this one. Uh, so apparently, a, a lot of the stuff that, and if you listen back to our Idildo uh, commercial, a lot of these features we actually joked about being like, uh, you know, custom vibration settings and sending your settings to the cloud and all this information. Apparently, one of those things we talked about wouldn't have been very, uh, uh, would have been frowned upon because apparently this is just like every other app you use. It sends private data back to the manufacturer. Every single app, a hundred percent, no matter what that you use on your phone is sending data back to the person who created it. It's not necessarily attaching you as a human being to it. It's just saying miscellaneous usage data. Uh, to track to actually figure out how people are using the product without having to poll you and do, give surveys and shit. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, when it comes to sexuality, and for instance, this woman uh, was saying that it pretty much tracks like when she uses it, the vibration setting specifically, and of course that's all attached to her email address. When it comes to sexuality and those kind of personal things, it gets a little bit, you you feel like that private data versus how many times a day you play Angry Birds is a little bit different. Uh, or, you know, what you're buying on Amazon even is uh, just feels a little bit more sensitive. So she's suing this uh, manufacturer. Um, and apparently this was, uh, and it was one of the other reasons I uh, thought it might this might actually be accurate is because um, a couple of researchers at the DEF CON ha- hacking convention, um, <clears throat> excuse me, um, actually uh, mentioned something about this specific product, about it sending data back to the company and actually kind of broke the fact that it was sending some of this private <laughs> private data back. <laughs> Oh, oh boy! Wow, I, I, many, I was a little slow in the uptake on that one. <laughs> how many? How many uh, jokes about that is there going to be once this actually picks up a little more steam? Um, would, but the more I look at it, the more it just is what you said. Like every app sends data back. Yeah, you no, really it can't is. get butt hurt about this. Yeah, well, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, honestly, and for, first of all, I'm sure it was in the terms and conditions, and actually, the company uh, spokesman for this company told CNET that it would clarify its terms and conditions to make it more obvious that the app could transmit data, which now, was mostly anonymized, quote-unquote. Now it'll have a line that'll say, like, listen, idiot, this yeah. is normal. Yeah, this is an app. Any, when you use it, shit's going to go, like, if you don't want to use the app, you could just use the dildo part, which is just the yeah, dildo. It's, but it's not the like app it's, helps you customize things, and you can unlock new settings, like you said, like new cha-cha-cha. And like you said, it's not sending the person's name. It's not like every day at the company, uh, worker Steve at his control desk looks down and goes, up. Oh, there's Wendy. Her yeah. numbers are eight. <laughs> Guys, get in here. Wendy <laughs> fucked herself five times today. Oh, yeah, there's five. A, yeah, there's, five. <laughs> there's an office pool. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Wendy five. Wendy, you cha, fucking cha, cha. whore. <laughs> oh, man, she fucking... Oh, yeah, so... Like, that's how people really think this, this shit is handled, and it's, yeah. it's just not. You're nothing more than, like, one colon dash zero 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 seven dash yeah. colon three nine a six. And, and generally, and that's I mean, not nobody... even you. That's, like, your, probably your random number for the day. Yeah. And they could, they could <laughs> and then the next day would be a different I'm sure if they number. really cared if somebody wanted to go through it they could backtrack all this data and and create I mean essentially Google can because they have technically before but like you know they could create essentially a profile based on your habits and stuff like that just like Amazon and stuff do uh, for your shopping habits but it's just not what they're going to do. It's no. not the reason they're using this. It's it's for quote unquote market market research. Now, if all of a sudden 
you're using your iDildo, and the next thing you know, because we're going to call it that now, because we vibe is just too too boring. iDildo is better. Um, yeah. And is. then you uh, then you go to Amazon, and all of a sudden there's little ads on the side, to, you know, talking about like unlocking new features and stuff, and sharing cookie information between your profiles. Then you get a little bit more to worry about, because then sharing data against across providers and stuff like that. But it sounds like this person just became aware it was something that actually hadn't affected her yet but she came aware that something was happening and then uh, got a little uh, got a little worried about it can i say also that i hate the name for more reasons than ideal though being better it's called the we viber we is a very plural yes yeah. word yeah and this is a device that mostly is going to be used solo you would think, yeah. So it almost feels weird that it's like... But maybe... It, well, and, and you would think like that... Like, you if, and your dildo, together, we, we can do it. Yeah. Like, Wendy's referring to her dildo as a person again. <laughs> oh, shit, sentient dildo. <laughs> Who had sentient dildo? <laughs> uh, right, Wendy's so, a freak. Wendy is a whore. <laughs> now... She's not really... I mean, she's using, a, she's using a dildo. Like a whore would. I guess so. Put in her whore pussy. Jesus, man. <laughs> now... 21st we've, goddamn century, man. We've talked about uh, flat earthers before in the show yeah. several times, actually, because they're just a fascinating anomaly in modern day culture. It's like there's very few instances in modern in the modern world where you can meet a class of people who basically have the ground up belief system of what is reality. 100% different than yours. Yes. Like, you would have to go into the jungles of Africa, find some tribe that's never seen a human before, besides each other, you know, like pygmies or something, and talk with them to get the same experience you get from talking to a flat earther. Yeah, essentially, those, uh, when people, you know, discover that lost tribe that has never had any contact with another civilization or something. Yeah, they've got their own essentially, ideas and yeah. religions and they, they haven't been of tainted everything. by, but the, the difference is a flat earther's have had the opportunity and education on the outside world to actually try to convince them, not even try to convince them, just pretty much lay the facts out, and at some point they go, nope, yep, they, no they, thank you, not for me. Yeah, it's to be a flat earther really is some form of psychological disorder. It's a or goal, it's, ama it's an amazing conspiracy. A lot of conspiracy theories, I can at least see a little bit of like, I see how they've connected the dots, you know, when you talk about Bush and 9-11 and stuff, there's just enough stuff out there that make people it's, go like, hmm, maybe, and then you, when you read another side, you're convinced otherwise. Conspiracy theories are easy to make because you start with the answer and yes, you work and you backwards. Re you, you reverse engineer it, and then you're looking for things to statistics and certain little yep. anomalies in, in, the, in photographs and stuff yep. that would actually convince you. You to, save yeah. the you save the facts that prove your point and you throw away the ones that don't. Yes. Yep. Or you try or you to just, discredit or them. Or you just never end up finding them because you're clearly following a very specific path and those are nowhere near the path. Now, the reason we're talking about Flat Earthers this week um, is because they've done, well, some of them have done something brand new. They've, this is hard to describe because of how batshit crazy it is. Yeah. There's a documentary that it came really out. It's about get what you were talking about last night until I read a little bit more. Yeah. So here we go. It, it, there's an hour and a half long documentary that came out that bolsters this new viewpoint of flat earthers, and it's that forests don't exist. I'll let you think about that one for two seconds. Forests. Forests, forests don't exist. Do not exist anymore. They used to. Yeah, but they don't now. But but wait, Scott. I'm, what I'm gonna say here now is one of these uh, crazy non-flat earther types. Not even non-flat earther types, but non whatever you call these types. Um, I I walk around all, all day and I see the forest. So where you're, you're wrong. Where the ones I walk through, uh, I, there's some right here in the park. Oh no, yeah. those are bushes. 
Uh, forests can't be made of bushes. You need trees to have a forest. So where are the trees? Well, they're extinct. Why? Uh, they used to be here, and there's proof everywhere of their existence. Okay. Uh, oh, sure. Uh, probably like um, like old like large logs. Down no, or... no. Those are bushes. Those are parts of bushes. They're branches from bushes. It's not like sequoias or anything. No, or... That's a, just a larger it's a bush. Larger bush. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's a big, old big bush. Okay. No, uh, I'm talking about like like. Have you ever seen those pictures of the uh, the Southwest and there's plateaus and mazes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those things are cool. They're like made out of rock and. You... Those are tree stumps. Like petrified. Yeah. What's the difference between a, a plateau and a tree stump? Uh, one's a plateau and one's a tree stump. No, there's, one. there's only two major differences: size and materials. So the big ones. Yep. Yep. They're bigger. <laughs> they're, they're they're big. That's like saying what's the difference between me and a bulldozer. <laughs> there's only two differences. They're really, there are only two differences: <laughs> material and size. So in other words, humans are bulldozers. Two differences between you and a bulldozer, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> size. And bulldozer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I love I love conspiracy theorists. I love it. So when you walk through what you and I stupidly refer to as a forest, you're walking through a very well managed uh, patch of shrubs. <sighs> they, they, they've man. got they've got a little larger than what some I, people would so assume. Stupid. Yep. They're, they're just, it's just well, shrubbery. they've had, they've had a time to grow. I mean, over all these extinct. When did the extinction happen? Do we know? I think it was five thousand years ago. Don't they also believe in? Uh, <laughs> They also believe in a like Jesus style timeline. Yeah, I think Bible God came timeline. down and rolled a ball of dough into a pancake like earth, planted some mazes on it. I'm sorry, trees, trees and uh, and uh, called it good enough. And then a little while later, he's like, "Yeah, how about some humans now? Get rid of these dinosaurs, flick, and then put some humans on there." Uh, although there are a couple of humans and dinosaurs uh, hung out together because I saw that uh, documentary about the Flintstones. Jesus. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now. So, if anyone's familiar with, say, uh, Devil's Tower in Wyoming, that is a great example of a, uh, what we're going to call petrified tree stump. It is proof, undeniable proof, that we once used to have grand, huge forests with canopies going way up into the clouds. And, you know, um, there was a mass extinction. We lost them. We lost the trees. Now all we have are these shrubs. And these shrubs are starting to get pretty tall because without that canopy... They're able to reach high. They're finally able to, yeah. They're able to grow. Um, yeah. So what are what are what we call shrubs then? Just small shrubs. Those are those are just small shrubs. So big uh, big shrubs, which and is what small we call trees, shrubs. and then small shrubs, which is what we call shrubs. And uh, okay, I think I got it. Yeah, it's, it's actually starting to make a lot of sense, and I think I'm on board with with this whole thing. I I believe, um, you know, when you, when you do look at it, they sort of do look uh, similar. And uh, at least this one picture they're showing looks somewhat similar to a tree stump. Yeah, what I love is that they uh, they really do believe that it was all wiped out at one point, like along with most of life on Earth too. Like there there's like a ninety nine percent extinction rate that they believe happened at some point in the past. And I find that fascinating, considering the variety of species that would have had to have evolved, bred, moved, you know, et cetera, around the globe in five thousand years. Yeah, something like that. So yeah, so yeah. I, well, and, and from what I'm reading here too is uh, apparently there's never been rocks. Technically, everything that we know as a rock is some petrified version of something that used to just be. We used to pretty much just be wood. So all rocks are proof of past life. Uh, sure. <laughs> I love that this doesn't even take into account any form of real science. It doesn't take into account geology. 
It doesn't take into account uh, evolution. It doesn't take into account the fossil record. Uh, there's no logic here. It's I like believe what literally you, someone just saying something and crossing their fingers and hoping people believe them. Well, now that as, as a as a pure believer here, what I heard out of your mouth was mumbo jumbo horseshit uh, fakery. That's yep. what you're you're trying to spew all this fake shit at me. All this stuff that was that's just been uh, put in place by the people that have been trying to keep this a secret for so long because they don't want us to know. Yeah, just I don't I don't even get personally why this had to be in in addition to the flat earthers. Do you wonder if there's like a like like, like a library of really like brilliant troll out there who knew that if they just tuck this one in, they're like they'll believe it, and they tucked it in and just stirred a fucking horn. I would ass. love it if someone actually funded an hour and a half long documentary just to fuck with flat earthers. I like it in the Atlantic article. I can't exactly remember uh, what uh, I was because there, there's a lot of little bits and pieces out there about this, and that's. Um, Let's see. They, they mentioned something about how they watched the entire hour and a half documentary, and they they suggest everybody should, but not everybody wants to throw away a chunk of their day. But they're like, yeah, this, you know, they they start out doing this, and then apparently just goes off on tangents where it just makes actually no sense, which really surprised me. And makes me want to watch it more because that whole like concept makes no sense. Yep. So to hear that somewhere in the middle they actually get off track of their ridiculous. Oh, concept, they start talking about gorges and canyons and how. Mining is uh, like stealing what used to be in the trees from the earth because they're the dead trees are part of the earth now. I don't know. It's so far-reaching and makes so little sense. Oh yeah, here we go. Uh, yeah, at at, at some point um, toward the middle, the uh, video starts to lose focus. The narrator alleges that a nuclear war took place in the 19th century. That large bathtubs. These are not even necessarily connected. That large bathtubs are proof of the technological complexities of previous ages. That volcanoes are massive slag piles boiling with reactive chemical waste. All this is obvious nonsense, but it's worth thinking about why it had the impact that it has. <laughs> the size of bathtubs proves previous technological achievements. <laughs> that, that right there could be a tagline enough to get me to watch that fucking documentary now. <laughs> Look at the size of this bathtub we found. <laughs> These people were miracle workers. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, the Einstein had nothing. alone. <laughs> I never saw Einstein write anything about large bathtubs. Why? Because he was stupid compared to these people. Clearly, people in the past were giants based on the size of this bathtub. <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious uh, how exactly we, there was a, uh, a nuclear war in the 19th century, which was, by the way, prior to like the invention splitting of, of the, the atom. Yeah, the splitting of the atom. Um, and also that no, like nobody noticed or bothered to write it down, or because it's not like everything was wiped out. So I might actually have to go back and and watch a little bit more of this. I still don't think I got an hour and a half of it in me, but it might suck me in one night. Yeah, it might. Uh, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Yeah, I, I gotta say, like, I would have to be in just the right mood because oh, it's no, not absolutely. only a documentary, which sometimes I'm just not in the mood to watch. But it's watching one that's not not going to improve you at all. Well, you yeah. will not walk away with it with new knowledge. You will, in fact, be dumber for the I, experience. I, I, I like I watch a lot of documentaries, but like they have to be of good quality. And you can tell right off the bat, even if they've got like a good uh, host and a good topic. I know like the way they're shot and the way they're edited and stuff. I'm like, I don't trust this documentary. It doesn't feel right. It just some you know you can just like smell cheap on a documentary sure. the fonts they use the the lighting and stuff like they didn't put any kind of work into it the way that they narrate it is clearly one person using public domain footage and just uh, talking over it and they yep. just have too much time on their hands it's like that I'm seven, guessing that's what this person it's like that seven part uh, travel documentary I made about Australia uh, filmed it all in my kitchen 
Um, it was great. I mean, it was. I couldn't believe I managed to find enough things to talk about in Australia to make it seven parts. Yeah. That that honestly was. I was in awe with myself for how good of a documentary. I, it was. I was actually curious if you were going to release that because I've been looking for it and uh, someday, someday. I wanted to send it to uh, Bruce Bruce because he's been curious about it as well because he says he doesn't quite know about enough about his mother country as he would like to and someday. thinks he might have something to teach him so. someday. No, it's uh, it's nice. I got nice angles of um, my kitchen. Every part was shot from a different angle, which is kind of amazing considering how, how each kitchen only has four sides, and one is the one you gain entry through. I managed to find seven unique angles, so each one is fresh. Like you oh, you that, won't that, get bored. That makes sense. There was that time I uh, I walked in and you were squatting on top of the uh, kitchen cabinets. Yep, yep, yep that down. was part three. Yep, that was a predator. Really, that was Australian it, predators. Think about it more like a cube. I don't know how you'd go from down up, I guess, you just lie on the ground. But. No, that was a good one. I actually felt afraid for myself. Australia has a lot of dangerous wildlife. Well, it's a good thing you didn't have to worry too more too much about actually going there, but you still got to tell the world all about it. Yep. Now, um, I think at this point, we can probably diverge from these uh, news stories, and maybe yeah. you have a little discussion. Yeah, let's a little discussion here. <clears throat> now, what we're going to discuss this week is actually travel if you're in different parts of the world there's certain unique places where certain unique things happen and no one can actually explain some of these at all it's just they happen and you that's it um for instance our first one okay and i'm gonna just before bear the lead for a second here yeah this one was honestly i had no idea about this one i literally nope, this being was, a westerner this was news to me too purely a westerner i actually this is the first thing i looked at this and then i started looking it up deeper before i even tucked into the other stories to see what like you know scientific papers and stuff anyway buried the lead enough what are you gonna, what are you gonna um drop well the, on us? this one is about western culture western society um pms premenstrual syndrome is actually a culture bound syndrome yes. as has been proven and affects only women in the Western world. Yes. Um, Premenstrual syndrome does not affect uh, Asian women, I'm guessing, or Russian? The, is that uh, what yeah, we're well, being led to believe? Uh, I mean, apparently, yeah. People. I mean, Re Asia, Russia is in Asia, but right, there's right, always yeah. that distinction. Uh, East, there's East, Eastern Asian folks, there's, you know, you talk about India, China, uh, Russia, uh, all, you know, the, yeah, P the East. Yeah, PMS symptoms uh, have found, they found, scientists have found no correlation between the symptoms in the actual premenstrual phase yes. in a woman's cycle at all. And, and by symptoms, we're talking mainly about what we classify as PMS is mostly actually the, um, well, there are the, the, uh, the physiological and the biological and physical um, symptoms. There's also like the very specific psychological and emotional symptoms of, you know, the, the stereotypes of like, oh, she's a bitch today because she's like, you know, she got pms you know yep. the stuff it's essentially the uh the, the 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 chemical imbalance that occurs at the time that changes your emotional states right um that being but if it was purely based on that then it would be it wouldn't be so culture bound so there's clearly something more just purely psychological and emotional going on than even actually like saying oh there's got to be clearly like a chemical imbalance yeah, it's just, it is just weird. It's it's because of where they are. So I, my question would be, if enough people moved from, say, the United States to, say, China or Japan, is it, could they catch the symptoms, if you will, just by being exposed to someone who's showing them? Well, my, my guess is, in a, from, I mean, none of these had, like, a lot of very distinct um 
explanation of exactly what was happening because I think they're still trying to they call it a culture bound syndrome they don't necessarily know what part of the culture yeah that's what I find fascinating like could you could you pass it to another culture well it sounds like it's more of the culture itself so it depends if that culture adopts what your culture is adopting some people say there's like a a certain type of pressure a different type of pressure put on western women than are on uh, easterners especially uh, women in the west being expected to be what they said productive and reproductive at the same time as in you're especially nowadays when you're expected to hold down a job and actually be a productive member of society but also be like the the woman and the caretaker you know the mother and the the reproductive aspect of that and about whether or not it's like a mental stress that actually gets uh, carried huh, carried that's away. That's interesting. There's yeah. also some people saying that it's just over time. There's been this uh, sort of biological adaptation to understanding that you can kind of use it as not necessarily that it's an intentional excuse people are using it for. That it's like this big conspiracy that women are out there like being like, yeah, we're gonna pretend we're really cranky so we can call our boss a dick once a month and actually get away with it. But they were saying there could be something psychological there too, where it allows you to release some of these frustrations while also having this sort of caveat to explain it. Yeah. Um, and before we get into these next uh, five, I think um, there are not explanations for most of these, so you'll yeah. have to just bear with us. All we're basically sharing with you is. The facts as they stand, and you can draw your own conclusions. And it's the it's it's strange, and it's almost like uh, stuff that other people haven't brought you necessarily. No, a nice, nice, nice little jab for our show there. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> huh? Huh? Now the next one is um, the island of Sardinia. Oh. This is in the Mediterranean Sea. Uh, it's an Italian island. I've actually heard of this. This was like the preface to. Uh, I can't even remember which book it was uh, that I was reading, but. There was a book I read once, and it, there was the entire preface. Passion about, of the Christ about uh, Sardinia. I believe it was Passion of the Christ. Okay, yeah. that's that's what I would have. Yeah. Believed. Well, actually, as uh, the original title of Passion of the Christ was just called Christ Puncher, and uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, now Sardinia is special because there's almost no other place on the entire world, the entire flat Earth that the, we live on, the entire flat planet <laughs> that uh, that has this high of a rate of people living past 100 yes, years old. Called Centurarians or something like that? No, those are half-horse people. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, I got my... Also from a different Mediterranean island. You're very close. <laughs> got my terms all messed up. Yeah, um, it's actually almost a given if you live in the island of Sardinia that you will live over 100. Yeah. And no one can actually really say why. Um, some people wonder if it's the food. Some wonder if it's the climate. Uh, it's even been speculated that maybe it has to do with the gene pool because it's relatively pure, if Pure, quote-unquote. Not, like, Not a lot of way. outsiders yeah. have dirty it up yeah like but, maybe the cure maybe like the the way to live longer is to be from a specific bloodline without being a mutt are you pretty much saying hitler was right no right here on the show scott bear because that no. sounds pretty like pretty much like a pretty good like nazi-esque hey everybody you know i don't like talking about my eugenics beliefs on air <laughs> <laughs> that was that was very eugenics driven yeah, but but it's true i mean there there is something that could be said about the idea that if you have a, a mutt genome essentially yeah maybe that's not the best for living a long life uh we don't know we don't know that for a fact but the people of this region are well over the actual and, world well, and, average. And like been, the average person is sixty-five, I think seventy. Uh, it's in the seventies. Seventy-five. But the, um, but the well, that also depends on the uh, cultures as well. Average, the average age of Americans, you know, white Americans decrease and blah blah blah. But um, there's mortality also, rate for for the or the, or the the average age for these folks also, which just it's just been ongoing too like yep. this is just it's been part of their uh, culture for this long whereas if you look back 
for the most part, in most other places of the world, people, their, their uh, average age has actually been increasing, with the exception, I think, of uh, Americans this age and this generation were actually uh, the chance of actually being reduced because of obesity and candy. And But for the most part, these guys have just been like, they've always just lived longer yep. and been fine. And uh, the one of the common threads through a lot of these that we're going to talk about is that at the end of the day, the reason why they can't really, they can speculate but can't really put a pin, pinpoint exactly the cause is because in almost all these cases, you can make those assumptions uh, or speculate about those, but then you can also point to other places in the world where they eat exactly like Sardinians, because especially since um, they had actually, uh, some people have adopted that diet thinking that was going to Yeah, the Mediterranean eat. diet. Yeah. It was a big thing, uh, like what, and, 10 years ago? And, Maybe and, longer and now? And the climate, you know, even in uh, neighboring countries and stuff like that is identical, and it just doesn't happen. So there's something very specific about a combination of factors, I would say, that actually caused this. Yeah, the only other place on Earth where this is a, as common of an occurrence is in Okinawa in Japan. Um, same thing, people living over to be over 100 years old pretty commonly. Uh, also in Okinawa, uh, there's lower rates of dementia, Alzheimer's, and hip fractures compared to elderly people in America. Um, just showing that whatever they're doing there also is just working. Like, they're just healthier, period. Yeah. And it's something that's, like, ingrained in their culture and in the way they live. So it's not like something that... A small group of people are doing exclusively or just some fad it's just like no this is just how we live and something happened like over the course of time whatever we chose to live like in in this culture just happened to lead to these kind of and if you want to remove culture entirely from this uh america is not immune to this there's one town uh loma linda california uh this is near san bernardino san bernardino county Am I pronouncing that right? San Bernardino? Yeah, Bernardino. Why Why did I have such a hard time with that word? I don't know. Um, that, that's also another one of these places where uh, people in this town live to be, on average, about 90 years old. And it's the only spot in America where that, that happens, uh, with this kind of regularity where it's just considered like part of their culture. And that is squarely in the United States, so you can't say it's a cultural difference or yeah. even a climate one because people in neighboring towns do not. Yeah, and by the way, the uh, the life expectancy in the U.S. Uh, is 78.7 years right now. Hmm, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, let's see, we're going to move on now to the next one. Uh, this is uh, something that I actually had never heard of. It's called the Glasgow Effect. Yeah, yeah. And it basically comes from... Uh, Glasgow and Las Vegas, yeah. which are well, two would, places yeah. where their residents are so depressed, the death rate from depression is higher than anywhere else in the world. It, which is essentially like de what they classify as death rate from like uh, alcoholism, drugs, and of course suicide, the obvious one. And other forms and, of and violence. Just general, and just general depression and and the, the overall like depression rate is like off the charts compared to other places in the world. And I think it's originally called the Glasgow effect because it's from the, you know, from the Scottish Scotland, town. Yeah. But it we find the Glasgow effect uh, in Vegas. And the thing that I thought was interesting about the Vegas one is I had the same uh, idea when I read it. I was like, well, yeah, because people go, they lose their money and they get fucking depressed. And they find out that in most of these cases, the people, one, not only are they people who aren't necessarily losing their savings or anything, but there are also people who transplant and will actually... When you leave, the suicide rate for those individuals will actually go down for the like groups that actually leave. Interesting. And the, and the groups that actually come in are transplanted. The suicide rate and depression rate actually increases. And apparently the suicide rate in, I don't know if it's Glasgow or uh, Vegas or both, is literally double of what it is elsewhere in the world. 
All right. Now, this is a uh, this is close to home. Uh, Southern United States and African Americans do not mix. Well, <laughs> okay. Now let's <laughs> let's go ahead and get to uh, now the next one. We're moving on. <laughs> now, I, 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 didn't, I didn't think you could uh, you could outdo your your Hitler. I was trying. <laughs> no, you just got all Paula Deen. No. In the uh, southern United States, African Americans are prone to collapse and fainting yes, without call, any warning. They call falling out, failing, falling out. I've, I've heard it called falling out. But it's um, essentially fainting, like uh, getting the vapors, right? Getting the vapors Ooh. is another term for it. It's that southern thing where it's like, oh, oh my, it's warm out. I'm, I'm feeling like I'm getting the vapors. I'm yeah. going to fall down and pass out. Or, and, you know. and once again, and it's, it's a real thing. And this is once again one of those things where you read and you're like, well, it's hotter down there. People dehydrated. People are, you know, might You would be, think, like, yes. But again, in other southern parts of the United States, there's other also just really warm uh, places in general. And it that, doesn't happen. That it does not occur. And I think this was also, was this the one that also affected um, people in like the Bahamas as well? Like it, Haiti, the, the Bahamas, yeah. all the islands down there. Yeah. yeah. And in Haiti, they call it indisposition. Yeah. So what actually happens in this seems to be more emotion based, but people will literally collapse, fall down when feeling intense anger, rage, or fear. Yeah. And a lot of them have said it's not quite like passing out. Sometimes you're very aware of your surroundings, but you can't move, and sometimes you can't see. Also, it's almost like you're just drugged and like almost you turn off. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, there's no real explanation, but it affects almost exclusively African Americans in the South. Yep, Southern uh, U.S. and uh, and islands yeah now there was a statistic attached to it wasn't it like one in four or yeah it was one like in that. two i think it was one in african four. americans living in the south will have or have experienced yeah it this. was something like one in four which is in crazy in, incredible high. when you consider that it's pretty much just unheard of entirely in the rest of the united states yeah i've never heard of anyone just passing out yeah. for no reason no, as be, a cultural yeah, thing there have, there have been you know people that faint for reasons and people are dehydrated and whatnot and that it makes sense and you can always point pinpoint it but like as a culture, as like, oh, I'm an African American in the South, though there's a one in four chance that I'm gonna I'm gonna do pa- this just pass, pass out, out fainting yep. things at some point. Yeah. No, it's keeping with that same line of like reasoning about culture and specific people, um, healthy young men in Southeast Asia are prone to going to sleep and never waking up again, just which, dying in their sleep. Which we covered on our show one time. Yep. Actually, more in-depth. I, I think it was either last year or the year before or during Halloween month, I think, right? It yeah, was a Halloween month. It's freaky it was scary. Because like, we thought about people dying from their dreams, essentially. We also talked about Asian fan death at yeah. the same time, Yes, too. that's correct. Yeah. Um, now, this actually has a name. It's called SUNDS, S-U-N-D-S, uh, Sudden Unexpected Nocturnal Death Syndrome. Yeah. And it is considered a disease... Uh, I'm guessing much the same way SIDS is considered a disease, sudden infant infant death uh, death syndrome. syndrome. Yeah, Uh, yeah, uh, it affects men. It affects Asian men, and specifically uh, men living in the southeastern part of Asia, like Laos, uh, Vietnam... Uh, yeah. Korea, I believe, is yep. part of it. Yeah, I think when we were covering it, there was like a whole, uh, I can't remember, like a Polynesian, uh, Thailand, also. Philippines and stuff. I can't yeah, remember. and the idea is that you can be perfectly healthy, like run around every day, jog, have a job, lift weights, yeah. do, do all your normal stuff. And not even be like just like stressed at work or anything. No, like nothing. That. Just bloop. Just one night you go to bed and you, you don't wake up, yeah. which is scary as fucking hell if you think about it. Like, could you imagine every day you got no warning signs of anything wrong and then you just, you're just dead one day well i mean i i mean i guess i guess it's the easiest way to die i was gonna say for you it's i I would actually think that would be most preferred for me i think it would be creepier for 
like my family and stuff. Oh, they're, they're just, just not to have you the next yeah, day. Yeah, because yeah. all of us because that would just be that would freak them out. It would be a weird thing. Because for me, I'm not gonna know that I'm dead. I'm just gonna. Exactly. I went to sleep and I was fine and everything's great. I'm like, yeah, all right. I guess I'll get up tomorrow morning early and I'll do a jog and I'll call my mom and yeah. have a great day. And all of a sudden, it's like, no, you won't, because Freddy Krueger fucking killed you. That you know, this could just be an Asian Freddy Krueger issue. Yeah, it, it could, I, I, it, they could have one of them Krugers. Yeah, they got one of them. One of them, they're Asian Krugers. <laughs> yeah, they got an Asian Kruger. Yeah, no, one of those guys. Yeah, he's I great. mean, you you never know. It's been a problem in the U.S. for years. Yeah, his claws are a lot smaller. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> wow. uh, I didn't mean to be that racist. I hate being that racist, but uh, yep. Uh, <laughs> sometimes the the joke is just outweighs the need to not be racist. But what I do like is the last sentence of um, the story I looked up to find out more about this actually did uh, offer up the idea of a tie Freddy Krueger. Oh, okay. Cool. Which I thought was kind of kind of cute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> now, our last one, and this isn't technically about any specific region on Earth or technically any kind of specific person. The numbers in this one was staggering too, I gotta say. But engineering schools are, for some reason, a breeding ground for terrorists. Yes. Uh, you know, whether it means that they're people who are just predisposed to wanting to be engineers or people who just happen to, for some reason, discover the love of terrorism alongside their love of engineering in engineering school. It The numbers fucking support it. 45% of terrorists studied engineering. And here's the thing, again. That's I, one I, in two. I, I read this and I... I I had probably the same thought a lot of people did, which obviously the person who wrote this article knew this as well because they addressed it later on. Is once again like, well, it seems to make sense, you know, when you're uh, somebody recruited for terrorism or something like that. A lot of times you would go into an engineering background so you can learn how to build the shit because a lot of that is working with your hands, building bombs, building also breaking stuff. And yeah, if you know how it's made, you know how to break it. Yeah, you would know like the you know oh exactly like how you would know the melting point of metal beams and. Skyscrapers. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> it's like Bush did when he did 9-11. No, 9-11 did Bush. Oh, okay. That's right. Um, but the uh, the but the thing about that is that they, there's all these statistics that show that it it actually has... First of all, I think they said five per, only 5% of the, the people who are engineers that become terrorists, of that 45% essentially, um, actually... Are utilize their engineering skills whatsoever. So it clearly, and that's actually on par with people who did not go to engineering schools who also use utilize it. So it's literally nothing to do with them recruiting engineers. Or oh yeah, they, like they, that. They've, they've stated explicitly they're not recruiting in engineering schools. Yeah. So that's an unrelated connection entirely. So, and then if you think about the amount of people who actually study engineering, it's only like twelve percent of college students yeah. actually go into engineering programs yeah, well, of it, any it's, kind. It's a short. It's, funny thing is, it's a shortage in our country and it's one of those things like stem you know science uh, technology engineering mathematics where we try to we have all these incentives to get kids to study it more because we need more american engineers yep and now i'm wondering if maybe we shouldn't be doing that this is terrifying well not really because this story also says that only 15 percent of terrorists who were engineers ever use their engineering yeah. ability to do to any actually, form of terror correct okay it's 15 percent. that's what the number i was looking it's for. a really low number yeah uh and and i think um they also said that it's not just to terrorists; it's just fucking psychos in general. I think they had like a number for, like, uh, oh, I can't, I can't even see it right now. But there was like 
a percentage of just like serial killers and just general fucking nut jobs. That Do you hear that, listeners? Have... If you uh, if you went to college <laughs> for engineering, you're probably a fucking psycho. There's like a, there's a good there's chance. A good chance you could eat chance. someone. Do you want to you want to eat someone? <laughs> yeah, have you been thinking about you it? Could, you could be like building like somebody like listening right now is making like a lampshade uh, out of out human of skin. skin, yeah, and not <laughs> realizing it's weird. Be like, what wait, do you, what do you mean? Wait a minute, <laughs> a revelation. You go check yourself in for help, and then you're not killing people, and all because of loss of. You quickly go to a mirror to look in your own eyes to see how you you know did the evil in you but you bring the skin lamp with you to light it (laughs) i know i I see the murderer behind my eyes now (laughs) i know i built this thing for some reason can't can't get all down on the old skin lamp shake your head while holding the skin lamp i'm going i might have a problem (laughs) (laughs) so Uh, yeah um so what we basically are getting at is that Science is amazing. It can give us more questions than answers, but sometimes these questions are absolutely fascinating. Yes. Um, in fact, I think all we've done this entire episode is just pose questions. That's right. I don't and think we really came to any conclusions. I don't have any intention we were to slightly ever racist. revisit any of these and ever do any conclusions either. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so yeah, all, both of us actually got a pretty equal amount of racism in there. Okay. So um, what have we learned this week? Uh, Lost at Home podcast is racist, and uh, we don't we we don't do good research. <laughs> we just ask a lot of questions and forget to look at the answers. Fair yeah. enough. Now, uh, before we leave important. you this week, uh, I just want to make sure everyone goes out and finds us socially. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at the Lost at Home. You can find us on uh, our website, lostathomepodcast.com. Yep. Uh, we're both on Instagram with different names. You're Sonic Jalopy. I'm yep. Legend Tripper with an underscore. And if you'd like to support the show, we have a store at the top of our website, and you can do the Bambox link in the middle of our website's page using offer code LAH10. And is there anything else? I would say oh, uh, if five you, star I reviews. I was going to say if you if you enjoy what you what you heard today, uh, head over to iTunes and leave a five star review. You can also find us on like the Google Play Store, and like we said, uh, you can listen to us on the uh, TuneIn uh, podcast radio network uh, with a. Uh, tune in app and uh, but regardless if you if you like that stuff iTunes is a great place to go and leave us five star reviews that uh, we'll we read them on air listen yeah we read with funny voices kind of stuff. Yeah. You, hey in fact whatever you write we will read it's a not safe for work show yep. you could just write like cunt nine times in a row yeah, if we'll just, Apple we'll lets just it, go, it get through if you can get cunt in there cleverly enough yep. and make it known that you did something a little clever, maybe some like uh, I don't know ciphers or something. We'll figure it out and we'll 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 read it just just the way you also, want. Also, don't forget those TripAdvisor reviews for North Korean hotels. Let's kill a man this week. Yeah, <laughs> all right, <laughs> that's what we've learned. <laughs> all all right. right, take care. Have a great week. <laughs>